I Got the Hell Out does contain explicit content that might not be suitable for some listeners, such as children, those that easily get offended, and we do recommend that listeners at work put your earbuds in if you have co-workers around. And if you like the show, please spread the word by telling as many people as you can. We'd also appreciate if you would subscribe, rate, hopefully with five stars, and review the podcast on iTunes. You can find us there as well as on Stitcher and Overcast. You can follow us on Twitter at WasInACult, on Facebook at I Got the Hell Out, and on Instagram at I Got the Hell Out with an underscore after each word. You can contact us through our website at IGotTheHellOut.com. Hi, I'm Debbie. And this is Laura. And this is, this is I Got the Hell Out. Well, how are you today, Laura? Oh, I'm just, I'm just great. How are you? Um, I'm okay. Usually we're laughing and joking about this point, but today we're going to talk about how it's sometimes okay to not be okay. And that's me, not okay. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> much not okay sometimes, too, with the things going on in my life, and um, try to be kind to everyone because you never know what they're going through. Exactly. And sometimes even if you can give someone a smile, that might be the only one they get all day. Exactly. Um, and, and and I've I've even said to you, you know, do my phone calls help you or do they make you feel more down afterwards? But um, I think pretty much the only thing you can really do is be there for people. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes what a person needs one day is different than what they need the next day. Yes, and me telling you we'll just get over it and feel happy doesn't do anything. <laughs> no, no, phrases like that are just like, would you shut the hell up? That's like telling somebody with a broken leg, we'll just walk it off, walk Why it off. Walk it off, <laughs> walk it off. Yeah, yeah. Walk exactly, it off. exactly. Cheer up. Um, oh. Yeah, so everyone out there, just please remember to be kind to everyone and for everybody going through something out there. You may not be happy every day, but there's probably something a little bit to be happy for in each day. Yeah, look Sometimes for you just have to look really damn hard. Well, <laughs> that's okay. The fact that I'm still able to get up and go to the bathroom and not have to wear Depends some days is enough for me. Yay, I got out of bed. <laughs> I don't have to lay there and feel sorry for myself. I can't even pee in the toilet anymore. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oops, so that's the podcast. No. <laughs> Anyway, on an unrelated note, for some reason I was up on Google last night pretty late, and um, for some reason I, I couldn't figure out how cabbages reproduce. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. They don't have seeds. They don't grow on wait, 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 vines. Wait, wait, wait. Back up, back up, back up. Why? Why were you looking at this, looking up this? I have no idea, but just the thought in my head was, how do cabbages reproduce? And sure. Okay, Sure. So, um, yeah, I have no idea. So I Googled it and apparently... Oh, you're going to tell us? Yes. Okay. Apparently, after you harvest your cabbage um, in, 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 the, in the, you know, harvest garden? time. Yeah. Garden? It's called a garden, Debbie. It's it, called a garden. It harvest time. You have to keep it till the springtime. And then you have to replant your cabbage head. Okay. okay. Um, it says, the cabbage plant sends... Uh, a flower seed stalk directly out of the cabbage core. In the early spring, you would replant your plants, leaving two to three feet in between them. They will then produce the seed stalk directly from the center of the plant. More worthless knowledge. Alrighty then. So in order to get more cabbages, you have to replant your cabbages. I'm not getting this. 
I would just go to a store personally, but and buy a cabbage. Exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah. Maybe it was because I was thinking about things you could regrow from scraps in the kitchen. That's probably it. How do you regrow cabbage? Sure. Well, whatever. Anyway, um, yeah. Well, last night, yeah, what you did were, you do? <laughs> well, when you were researching cabbages, uh, my daughter and I, as usual, were like the Olympic addicts. Like, N we will watch the Olympics. We tape them. Well, I guess nowadays it's DVR them showing my age. But we just watched the Olympics nonstop. And there was the best quote I have ever heard in my life from the skater. He is actually from Pennsylvania. Adam Rippon. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. So some guy said to him, on the ice, you see the rings. What's going through your mind? Okay. So what, what did he, what's going through his mind? He says, I want to throw up. I want to go over to the judges and say, can I just have a Xanax and a quick drink? I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> best <coughs> Xanax best and drink. quote ever. Damn. Best quote ever. But have you watched any of the Olympics? I've, I've watched some of it. I don't really get into it. I guess I'm... Okay, I just want to say curling. I want to go curling. I don't know if there's a place Wait a minute, in Pittsburgh. Is this, is this where you do it with the brooms and a The big... brooms, like you sweep. There's rocks and you sweep with the brooms. Absolutely. It just looks like the most boringest thing no, in the world. No, but if, I don't know if there's a place in Pittsburgh. If there's a place in Pittsburgh and anyone wants to go curling with me, I will go. Okay. I just want to sweep in front of those little stones, because why not? I, it just seems boring to me. I'm sorry. Well, then, okay. How Give about... me a luge. No, you stick uh, me... I was just going to say, how about the luge? There's that and there's the skeleton. I don't know what the skeleton is. Okay, picture a luge sled, but instead of going down feet first, head first. Is that the one that the that girl wiped out? When? I don't know. It was a single looking little sleddy thing. Yeah, it's looking, like a little sled. Little sleddy thing. Did you a, say a slutty thing? Sleddy. Oh, I think you said a little slutty thing. No. I was like, don't call her a little slutty thing. No, no. She was covered head to toe. She wasn't <laughs> showing anything other than her form, which is, you know, you can't do. Can't wear right. form fitting. Right. Well, no, this was head first. Down, I think it's the same track as the luge, but it's head first. On a little teeny tiny thing. Yep. 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 Watch her wipe out. Um, Alrighty then. Well, uh, you said slutty clothing. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't say slutty clothing. Well, hey, how but about that? That is our topic for today. Appalling apparel in the cult. Yes, that is <laughs> that is our title today about the clothing and holy garments and things that go on there. But before we get into that, we need to do our section of uh, culty corrections and updates. What yes. do you got? Um, I did find out if anybody, we, we have an update on the assassin snails. <laughs> okay. I, I real still really need assassin snails and I'm cheap and um, prime shipping. No, no prime shipping. No, no prime shipping because it's a live animal and that's not included. So Bummer. please, anybody who has assassin snails, please let me know. And I guess you guys probably heard in our intro, we now have some music underneath it. So yay. And thank you so much to Matt. He is from the podcast Legend in My Spare Time. He very graciously volunteered to do that for us. So thank you. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. As always, most people, when the first thing you think cult is Kool-Aid, don't, don't drink the Kool-Aid. And again, here we think you should drink the Kool-Aid. So um, we do have the Kool-Aid contest. And Karen, um, uh, email, she actually emailed she us. She emailed us on our website, uh, Simply Sunshine. And it's simply delicious. <laughs> 
it is. Um, lemon Kool-Aid, Mountain Dew for the fizz, and some lemon-flavored vodka. Chill, drink. And it's pretty good. And it's it fizzy. It is really good. It is very good. Very yes, good. Very really good. good. All right. Um, we're talking about the appalling apparel today at the cult. And I can tell you it started is everything. It changed. It changed over time, over the years. You could... And you said it was a slow change. It wasn't something that was... It's always a slow change. Okay, so it's kind of like you didn't really even know... You kind of did because... But it wasn't drastic, though. No, and as I had mentioned before, I said, you know, what's a couple of inches? What does it matter? (laughs) You will die. (laughs) Yeah. You could... uh, I remember you could... No comments. You could wear shorts and a nice tank top. And over the years, it went to your tank top has to be an inch. It has to be two inches. No tank tops. It has to be sleeveless. And then it went to the three-quarter sleeve. Then it went to a regular sleeve. And then all the way down to today, you can't see anybody's wrists. So it was very, it, it, it was progressive. It was very, very progressive. And every feast, they would give you... Like a one-sheeter. Is that like the one that I have here? Yes. When you came on the Feast Grounds, you were handed your your packet, your Feast Grounds packet. Okay. It it had the um, guide to the clean and the unclean foods. Which is one episode that will be coming up. Correct. It it had um, instructions for when the different classes were. It was just a whole bunch of paperwork for you so you would know what to do. But one of them was actually a dress code apparel. Okay. And this one, you said this was like towards the end of when you left? or was I think this... that was the very last one. I'm not sure. Okay. All right. So it says here, um, let's see. We'll start with acceptable skirt length for holy women. Okay. It says skirt or dress length should reach to at least the middle of the calf, even when sitting. Uh, Which means it has to be almost to your ankles when you're standing because so it, it goes right up, up on you. four or five inches right. when you sit. Because Bill, well, here it is. It says, make sure when trying on dresses or skirts that they are long enough when sitting down. Yes. So sit down in that dressing room. Oh, as you notice, it says dresses or skirts because they had taken pants away from us by then. Well, you told me, would you know, I think you said one of the episodes about the zippers and all that kind of crap. Yeah, you'll have to go, anybody who um, is interested, go back and listen, I'm not sure which one it is, but when they took took our pants away, they took our pants away and we could no longer have pants. Because they didn't want you to become male or something. Uh, It would make us think we had a penis. And And you don't want that. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. All right. So now it says, skirts and dresses should also hang loosely on a woman as to not reveal the shape or form of her body. Exactly. Because... We don't know that what a female shape is, right? Well, they don't want men lusting after people. Okay. So now it says, It is recommended that all slits in skirts or dresses are pinned or sewed. For further information, obtain the pastor's sermon on not dressing in the ways of the world. Yes, you're not supposed to dress like a slut. You got to be all covered up. You oh can't my show god. anything. Oh my god. Okay. Well, here moving on to that says pants or capris for women. Uh, pants must be loose fitting. They should not expose the shape and outline of a man or woman's body. This must not be one of the from the last ones I went to because they took our. Pants oh, that's away. right. Okay. Okay. So this is a little bit earlier. It has to be earlier. Okay. 
Um, shorts should be avoided for adults and children. That they had taken the shorts away, and that was down to where you could wear the capris only. Okay, because now it says loose fitting capri, loose fitting capris or pedal pushers that reach to the mid calf or longer when sitting are acceptable. Correct. And we have actually a picture here that we're going to post on Instagram and Twitter later. And those are some snazzy pants you got on there. Hey, it was 2001 and you could wear any color t-shirt with this, okay? (laughs) But uh, we're standing outside in Israel at the Dead Sea where the spa is. Um, My ex, me and my mom... And you can tell my mom's wearing shorts because she's... Ooh, not allowed. Well, she wasn't on cult property or around them, so she didn't really care. Now, why would you not wear shorts? I I didn't own any by then. My ex burnt them all. Okay. Oh, so you were with your ex, so you couldn't even, like, go to a store and buy shorts and say the hell with it because he was with you. Correct. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, As a matter of fact, he's got his... Shirt on that goes all the way down to his elbows and see. things. Oh, he does. Yeah. They, the guys would buy bigger clothing so that you couldn't see their masculine form right. either. We don't want that know. manly physique showing. Anyway, um, on, on a funny note, this particular spa, if you ever go um, to the Dead Sea, they have an indoor building that is all natural hot spas. They're hot okay. springs, Okay. <clears throat> they have co-ed ones where you could go in. And, and I'm all sure labels. the cult would be against that. Right. Um, me and my mom actually had to go into the women's only. Okay. Now, okay. And then there was a men's only. But there were two different kinds. There was men's only that all of the men had bathing trunks on. Okay. Then there was men only and they was all naked. Okay. Naked as jebbers. Alrighty. And the women's was like that too. There was a naked one where you could go in with nothing or you could wear your bathing suit or whatever. Well, that was the last thing that you did was you went into the hot... After you went out into the Dead Sea, you got all mudded up. Right. Washed all the mud off in the Dead Sea and then you went into the spas and sat in these hot springs. Well, I took my glasses off and I set them on a ledge. <laughs> oh my God, I think I know where this is going. <laughs> well, um, it felt so good in the hot springs that I stayed there until like my mom was dressed and she's going, hurry up, the bus is leaving in like 10 minutes. So I drug myself out of the hot springs. I got showered real quick, got dressed, and I'm halfway to the bus and I went, oh shit, I left my glasses. And I can't see. And I, I mean... The rooms were clearly labeled, whether it was a men's right. community. I, anyway, yeah, I went running into the naked men one by accident. I thought you were going to say that's where you were to begin with. No, I ran into, I was confused and I was trying to get back to the bus before they left me. And I can't see to begin with, so I go running into the naked man hot tub thing. <laughs> and here's all these oh. men. And it was like. A whole three to five seconds that, like, I'm stood, like, frozen like a deer in the headlights. They're all staring at me. And then all of a sudden, they start covering up their junk and screaming oh at me. Oh, my gosh. And, 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 and giving these angry hand motions towards the door and screaming in foreign languages. And I just went, ah! I screamed and went running out. And I, Did you get your glasses? I, I found my glasses and barely made the bus, yes. Oh yeah, um, so if you ever visit those spas over at the Don't Dead Sea... Don't go into the Naked Man one. If you're a naked man and you want to be in the Naked Man one, I'm sure you can. But if you're a woman, 
they don't like it very much because, again, Old Testament, I'm breaking their laws. That's I am true. looking at their nakedness. But you couldn't see their nakedness. You didn't have your glasses on. So technically... Well, they didn't know that. Well... And I could see enough nakedness. I mean... <laughs> and let me tell you, that's the first time I saw really old man nakedness. I was just going to say, I can't imagine that would be a fantastic sight. Okay, you know how our boobs kind of like oh, sag stop. over the stop. years? You know what? Stop. Stop, stop, stop. Let's just say naked man junk is not pretty to look at. Oh dear. Old God. naked man. There was You had to say that. Well, there were some young good looking ones there too. I mean there was But a how could full you range. see them? You couldn't see them. I was up close enough. I mean I could Oh my god, wait, how up close were you to these naked men? I was probably What the hell were you doing? Looking for my glasses. I went right like a Velma on Scooby Doo. Like <laughs> I can't find my glasses. Pretty much. And I thought it was the room I had been in and I just went running in and did like the skidding to a stop. And, well, the closest naked man was probably about four or five feet away. And he was an old naked man. No, stop. Just stop. <laughs> Move on to the next topic. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't know. Oh, um, well, you know what? There's something here. It says acceptable dress for children. Um, it says children who are old enough to play away from their parents need to be in the dress code. Correct. Okay. Then it says, um, it is a great idea to begin practicing with children at an early age to teach them the dress code. We must train up our children in the ways of God and teach them to wear modest apparel. Yes, it got to the point that the little girls, whenever they wore dresses, they had pants on underneath. Was it like Little House in the Prairie stuff? Kind of. Yeah. Oh my God. But you, the they got to take into putting pants on the little girls... Underneath their dresses, because if they're playing or something, oh, right. okay. you know, you can't see up underneath. Um, yeah, the the uh, clothing for the kids, even the holy garments, like, you had to wear your holy garments in the sanctuary. You were committing an offense if you didn't, and that even included the kids. Um, showed you a picture here of my son at one of the feasts. Okay. And he is about a year and a half old, and he is standing next to his little friend who is about two. Okay. His little friend has the kippa, holy garment, on his head. And that's like, almost like a yarmulke. Yes. Okay. But my son doesn't have one. Now, that was only acceptable because he's not even two, and he didn't have enough hair to hold for the clips to hold it in. Oh, okay. The same for the little girls. If they didn't, because some babies have such fine, fine hair. Right. And you can't, but a lot of mothers would buy the really big headscarves and then they would wrap them like turban style or okay. entirely around the baby's head. Oh. So most all the girls always had one on, but the little boys, they just kept falling off. Right. During services when they're supposed to be sitting, you're supposed to keep, keep trying to keep it on your kid, but... It didn't always work. So that's the only time it was acceptable to not to have not. the holy garments on you. Okay. Some people walked around with them constantly. Why? Never mind. Never mind why. <laughs> I Never mind. Okay, I do have to make a comment about this where it says outward adorning for holy men or women. And it says beautiful robes and caftans are acceptable and encouraged for holy women. So they want you to, like, to go to Omar the tent maker and basically like wear tents. In the end, I wasn't there for when they got for the total covering. I had I've been long gone. So you didn't wear a caftan. 
Uh, well, yeah, I was telling you in the picture. Like Mrs. Roper? Roper from Three's Company? Yes, I do. I bet you Mrs. Roper would have wore these pedal pushers. <laughs> she she would have worn these caftans, man. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's a caftan pants that I'm wearing in the picture. And th as for the robes, the robes were there um, so that you could cover yourself and not be lusted after. Well, we don't want that. And it says here, for information on dressing according to your gender, obtain the sermon dated and it gives a date so apparently this paper doesn't describe it enough like you might have questions you could not wear clothing for that was made for the opposite sex like i could not wear boys pants even though they fit me because they were made for boys how about like a guy's t-shirt if it if it was in the men's section no how you, would they know you would know and you would know if you were sinning you, so I bet you wore men's t-shirts because you didn't care. Uh, I I actually had a couple of my ex-husband's favorites knew that it. I would wear. Yeah. Um, you couldn't even, it, as for the men's clothing and the women's clothing, it was, like I said, biblical down to the point of, at one point we had to look at the tags because you can't wear garments made of mixed fabric. You can't have spandex or lycra in with your car. Why? Because it's biblical. Look Where it in the Bible does it say you can't wear spandex? Okay, you know, I'm going to have to Google this right now. So you pause that for a second and we'll be right back. <laughs> well, we didn't even have to pause that. It came right up. Um, All right, what's it say? Deuteronomy 22.11. Do not wear clothes of wool and linen woven, woven together. Uh, it says nothing about spandex. It says you're not supposed to wear stuff woven together. It had to be one kind of cloth. Complete cotton, complete silk. Don't ask me. I didn't make the rules up, and I didn't write the Bible. Oh, I'm sorry, scripture book. Scripture book. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. So, wait. How long were you there before they were like, oh, wait, let's follow this? That was towards the end. Okay. Towards the end is when they started getting really nitpicky about a lot of stuff. And I was like, okay, you've known this stuff for 25 years. Right. I mean, it's been in the Bible there for Why how long? are you just impl implementing it now? Right. Of course. And I wait, you were telling me something about used clothing. Yes. Um, they, you were not allowed to give hand-me-downs to anybody, even a brother or a sister. So wait, if you had, like, say you had three daughters, you couldn't pass the clothes down? No. Either? No. Why? Because the clothing, um, your skin cells fall off and stuff. And anyway, the, the DNA would is not their DNA. Oh, my God. We were actually told to not shop in thrift shops anymore because I could buy a dress and wear it, and it belonged to a woman who was an adulteress. And her DNA is going to be rubbing all over me. And the next thing you know, I'm going to be cheating on my husband. Because I wore clothing that had adulterous DNA in oh, it. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> um, you couldn't even loan somebody something. Like, if you came to my house and you were cold. Right. It got to the point, I couldn't even say, here, here's a sweater. Really? Right, because I, I might have bad DNA. That's why you couldn't adopt children. I've, I've heard the DNA, like it seeps out of the pores. Yeah, and it's catchy. I couldn't tell you. So, yeah, it's it's real catchy. But you, not even to... That just is so weird that you couldn't have your kids wear hand-me-downs. I mean, everyone does that. Well, everybody's different. And what if your oldest child 
grows up to be a pedophile. But your youngest child isn't. But now you made your youngest child wear your oldest child's clothes, and now he's infected with pedophile DNA. Oh, my God. Yes. I Sometimes I'm sitting in, in these classes, and I'm going, do you people even science? No, they, uh, do, they don't. In... Even if you go and buy something new, unless you buy it in the plastic, there's no guarantee somebody didn't even try it on. Right, right. It's almost like they would sit down with something that made scientific sense and say, how can we screw this up and make such nonsense out of it? I mean, it's almost like what they did. Well, they do. I mean, the Bible was written by people who didn't know where the sun went at night. No, I'm talking about the people in the cult. Oh, well, I mean, the no, people I'm... in the cult are going by a book written by people who didn't know was written by people who didn't know where the sun went at night. But this this guy, these elders had to know what DNA was. Um, I mean, really. I mean, honestly. Well, I don't know if they made these rules up to make our lives more difficult. Um, I know they tried to keep a lot of people in poverty because the more you're in poverty, the harder it is to get out. Right, and the more you need them. Exactly. And I don't know if the clothing had something to do with that or not, but DNA was a, they, 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 they had a DNA and a bunch of other things they had no real grasp on, but they threw oh, it in there. Well, like I've said before about the chickens, chickens or eggs in the store are bad because they have cholesterol in them because they're sexually frustrated. I, I have no idea where these people would, these elders would, or even the leader would come up with these ideas. No, it's like they sat around getting drunk one night, like, hey, what's the most asinine thing we can come up with? I honestly think that sometimes that they would, I, I do know that the leader was overheard to hear that on one day that those people would do anything he told them to do. So he knows it was a bunch of shit. He, and, he knew. And somebody else overheard, what can I make them do next? See, that's what I'm saying. So they knew damn well. It was a power trip. But they knew damn well what DNA was. And they knew damn well that it doesn't, like, it's not catchy. Well, not only that, even if it was catchy, even if it would turn you into a whatever, don't you think you could wash it and the skin cells come off? Right. Or is it like magic DNA juice that sticks to everything? But then again, they were it, they did come out with the no contact rule that you couldn't touch each other. You couldn't give hugs. You, well, what if you're having sex to pro to have children because that's they different. wanted Oh, that's different. That is different. How? Because in everyday life in the sanctuary on the grounds, if I came to your house, touching was discouraged. Like, you couldn't even give someone a hug. Like, hey, how you doing? You weren't supposed to. You weren't supposed to. Because it would transfer the DNA. Oh, my God. And not only that, what if a guy saw me and you hugging? He might get aroused. I mean, it all... It's... Everything comes... It's, it's a pedophile place out there. And it's a lot to do with sex, control. They control everything down to what you wear. Um... I, I know from a friend of mine that after I left, they came up with another rule. There's a whole wall that you, when you walk in, it's shoes. Wait, walk into where? Into the sanctuary. Okay. There's shoes. You have to purchase a pair of shoes or slippers that have... What's no, wrong with your own? They, they were on the outside defiled ground. Oh, God. Where you could have stepped in spit or dog poop or whatever. And so you have to leave your shoes outside. But you had to buy 
these other ones. You had to purchase. I don't think you had to purchase them through them. But you had to purchase a pair of shoes or slippers that had never touched the outside ground. All right. And when you took your shoes off outside, you got in line and you walked through this like trough of, it was water that had- Oh, that's so gross. That had lye in it. It was lye water. Oh, that is so disgusting. And then you, after you got out of the lime, lye water, you dry your feet off and you put on your shoes, your sanctuary shoes. Okay. So that you're not defiling the inside of the sanctuary. Isn't lye like really bad for your skin? Um, I've heard a couple of people it burnt their skin because there was too much of it in there. Right. I mean, that's supposed to, it's like a cleaning agent or something. They it? used to make old time fashioned soap with lye, but if you put too much in it, it's caustic. That's what, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. There was a few people that I had heard that, um, there was too much lye in there and it, they actually got, you know, burns on their feet from it. Which and what did the cult have to say about that? Nothing. I don't know. I wasn't there at the time. Okay. This was just stuff I've heard over the years since I've left about the different rules and things that they've changed. And you can no longer have. You can't even own stuff that you can't wear anymore. Like what I used to have. Um, we had a swimming pool in our backyard. Okay. And I would host pool parties for my friends, and. We could all be wearing our bathing suits and stuff. And that was okay to show skin. It was it, only us. There was no men. Oh, so it was just women. Yes. Okay. Now, if we were having a co-ed pool party, we had to be wearing our pedal pushers and Like the 1800s bathing yes. suits? Yes. Seriously? Seriously. Men... Like the bloomers and the... You had to wear... Oh, my gosh. You had to wear acceptable clothing um even the men they had to no go, speedos no they had to wear their 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 pants or their pedal pushers what and a t-shirt they couldn't they, they couldn't even show their bare chest when we were around oh my gosh now if it was just kenny and his friends they could strip down to their speedos gotcha okay so because it was there's just no men. women gotcha and then the women if it was all women yes. could wear bathing suits yes okay um, I'm, that changed, of course, after I left, but for the time that I was there, but I don't even think they were allowed to own a bathing suit anymore. So, so are you allowed to swim anymore? Do you know? I mean, I have no idea. I, I haven't been there in a while. I haven't talked to our inside connection, um, since the last time I announced that we had one. Um, well, you need to ask that person about swimming. I'm sure they probably can still go swimming, but they just have to be completely covered. So, and actually completely uncovered is the best kind of swimming. Naked swimming, if you ever get the chance to do it, I totally give it three thumbs up. And I'm sure the cult would approve of that. Nobody ever knew. <laughs> I, had, I had a feeling. Yeah, and the only people to this day that know are people that I've personally told and now whoever listens to us. <laughs> yeah, but keep doing backflips under the water. Over and over and over, and it's just so cool. Naked swimming, I recommend it. <laughs> um, anyway, the uh, it was the feast times was everybody was dressed to the nines. Everybody dressed their best. Okay. A, especially um, the Passover Seder meal. Now, are these these are like clothing you would never wear anywhere else, right? Just a feast. Well, if you bought it with second tithes. You could only wear mean? it. 
Well, first tithe go. That's your first ten percent. Second tithe is your second ten percent. Okay. That's supposed to go to the widows and the or, or no, that's your feast money. That's your money that's set aside for your feasts to get there. Okay. To pay your you had to pay to be there. Whether, of course. Whether you had to rent a, a a campsite, whether you rented a trailer, whether you pulled your trailer in and paid the lot fee. Um, now I forget where I'm going. About the feasts and where what you're wearing at the feast. Yeah. And I no, I asked you. I said, are these things that you would never wear any other time? Second tithe. If you bought something with second tithe, it could only be used during the feast. Because it is bought with money that is meant for the okay. feast. So our feast trailer, I could go out and buy a brand new pots and pans set, a brand new dishes set. I could buy whatever I wanted with the second tithe. Okay. But I could only use it during the feast. Oh, which meant it okay. would have to stay on the feast ground. You couldn't take it with you. No. And even when the feast ends, and I might be there for a day or two afterwards helping to clean up. You could technically use it, but you weren't supposed to because okay. it was bought with second tithe. Now, the dress that I take, you know, for show and tell. Right. The one, the one, that, the one that we had at the meetup. Yes. That was bought with second tithe. And it was bought specifically for a certain Seder meal when we, when we came back. I bought okay. that over in Israel. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, that came directly from Israel. I picked it out. Gives I didn't me the heebie-jeebies thinking about it. <laughs> And it did come in all different kinds of colors, but I figured I wanted to be morbid and wear black. Black and gold. Now, could you wear any colors? Or did they... You could. Pre- did they prefer a certain color, or was it just as long as it was kind of fancy? No, but one feast, um, the leader declared that they were all perfect, and that they were ready for the kingdom. And I never understood this one. Apparently, pure gold is clear. Don't ask me how that works. Okay? The streets, right. of, the streets of heaven are paved in gold that is so pure, you can see through it. Anyway, they called... Okay. They, um, he, they had a commercial. I so wish I, I'd saved it because they had their own like YouTube channel. Oh, no, they didn't. And it was funny. Oh, was my funny. God. It was, is it still out there? I'll have to look for it. Oh my god! But they have their own productions, and this one, this one starts out with like me calling you, going, "Laura, did you hear? Did you hear? We made it! We made it! We're all golden! We get to wear gold!" And you get all excited. And I'm all excited, like what? And then you're like, "I got to tell so and so." So then it cuts to you calling somebody else, calling somebody else, and giving the news. And I actually saw pictures from that feast. They dyed everything because the the um, religious garments, the kippahs, the talits, everything is linen. Okay. Now they're all dressed in gold for this feast. Okay. The leader looks like he's decked out in a mustard yellow pimp suit. <laughs> I am going to have to try and find. Oh my god! The you gotta find that. I am going to have to try, but he looks like he's in a mustard yellow pimp suit. Oh my God. And it was just so sad because, and everybody bought a new head covering that was gold colored. And 
I mean, the, the way they would get you to waste money. Um, I was gone by then, but a friend of mine, her job was to go to different resale shops. I thought you weren't allowed to. Exactly. Oh. Her job was to go around to different, like the Goodwill and Salvation right. Army, and buy these like fancy women's shoes. Okay. And they were spray painting them yeah. with gold spray paint and turning around and selling them in their shop. Okay. So for like $25 okay. a pair. Okay. Now you're not supposed to buy anything used, right? Exactly. Now I'm sure that the soles of the shoes were scuffed. How did they explain that? I don't know. I just know that they were taking like you wear a size eight. I don't know. I'm just guessing. You wear a right. size eight, okay? You go into the to the general store and you're looking and you don't see any size eight shoes in gold. Okay. So you can because why would you? Because you then you can request. You know, can you see if you can find me a pair of eight? And they would go to the goodwill, and they would buy oh find a gosh. pair of just. You're a shoe fanatic. I mean, think of any of your shoes that are fancy that like have cutouts or the heels. Right, but once they're worn, you can see on the bottom. I mean, you can tell when they're worn. Even if they're worn once, the bottom is you know, of the shoe is scuffed. I wasn't there. I don't know. I just know that they were selling a lot of used spray painted shoes. Even though the DNA is going to be catchy, right? Like they skirted their way around stuff. Maybe the paint on it, you know, magically made a barrier to keep the DNA from getting on you. I don't know. Oh my God. That is unbelievable. Yeah. Gold painted shoes and gold keepers and gold. And everybody tried to find gold colored dresses. Um, I know the leader's suit was specifically made, tailored for him, and dyed that color. And seriously, mustard pimp. That's all we. That's oh, all I could think of. Oh, my God. You've got to find a picture of that. Um, the thing is, is, I used to keep up with their Facebook page. and The uh, cult's Facebook page. Yes, they actually have oh a current my. Facebook page. Do and they still have it? They do. But, again, they changed it. Um, the, are the, you able to get on there without them knowing who you are? I you am, but there's nothing but a bunch of gibberish. Oh, okay. They used to have pictures. Somebody, I guess, was oh, in, in charge of the God. Facebook page. And I used to troll their page only for the simple fact of my son was there. Could I oh, catch a glimpse right. of him? Could that's I right. catch a glimpse of him? <clears throat> Excuse me. And I did. I actually have one screenshotted picture that Aww. I have. Um, of him sitting, I guess, after, I don't know what all the children were doing, but there's probably 15 or 20 of them. It looked like they had bag lunches. Maybe he was working. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, I used to troll their page. Nah, and that's where I saw the mustard yellow oh my gosh. feast pictures. Did you screenshot that? I did not. If I would have known that they would have taken all of the pictures off, off. Oh, it is okay. now just... Um, there's no pictures. It's a generic little icon thing and it just has scriptures or, oh, or, okay. or, or, or I guess you're supposed to pray every hour now or something, but you know, have you done your hourly prayer? Have you done your evening prayer? I, well, I if you're know. too, if you're so busy praying, you don't have time to be on Facebook. I couldn't hey. tell you. I'm kind of horrified that there's a couple of people I'm friends with on Facebook that are ex cult members that liked their page. They follow their page. And it's like, why? That's creepy. And I never asked, but yeah. 
I, I, I don't know. Anyway, their Facebook page isn't much. Um, I don't even go on it anymore. It does no benefit to me at all. It's just scriptures and have you done this? Have you done that? It's But does it kind of like freak you out too though? That like, I don't know, seeing that's the page of where you spent 10 years? Um, no, I did it because like I said, I was looking for my son. Okay. I don't follow them. I don't like their page. None of that stuff. So. Do they have a Twitter account? I don't know. Like I said, I didn't even Twitter before this. I don't think I've Twittered yet. I need to find out if they have a Twitter account because that would be amazing. Okay. I'm sure they do. They probably have an account for everything. Oh my God. I would have to go on and find that. Okay. Well, I will help you look. <laughs> um, guess the only other thing I have to say about the clothing would be... Um, You'd look to the elders' wives to see pretty much what was coming next when they stopped. So they, like, set the stage for... Subliminally, yes. Okay. Like, when you they took away um, the sleeveless shirts, you knew because all of the elders' wives, not one of them was wearing a sleeveless shirt. Okay. It's like they got the memo before us. Gotcha. And subliminally, they're all doing it already. And then when the entire congregation turns around and does it, we're all the same. Um, after I left, they put the veils on and so people couldn't, they said it was so people couldn't lust. And for the fact of, if I'm an unclean woman and I'm talking to you, spittle might get on you. But the guys don't have to wear this. Some of the men were, really. actually, I, I remember before I left, like I said, most of the elders' wives were wearing the veils. Okay. And I do remember a few elders wearing them, but they were just simple squares of black that had like an elastic on them that I'm went really, around your head. But I'm shocked that the men had to wear it, or the men were wearing it. That's... Only the elders I saw, and I only think that's because they were trying to stay in a complete state of cleanliness. Oh, and they can be they could also become unclean from a man. What? If a man disobeyed and had sex with his wife during the feast. Okay. He is now considered unclean. So now if that unclean man is talking to one of the elders and spittle flies out and the other man inhales it. Oh for God's sake. So that's the the uh, the few elders that I saw I because I, I questioned. And that's okay. what I was told is they were in a heightened state of cleanliness. Now, how would an unclean guy get clean? Um, he just has to wait. He has to do, he has to do the ablution thing. Okay, that we've so talked about. So a simple about. shower just doesn't cut it. No. Well, he has to shower, and then he has to fill the tub with water. Then he has to get naked, put his holy garments on, say his prayers, and do in his ablution before sunset. Anytime before sunset. It doesn't have to be... Most people do it right before. Does it have to be like the Friday before Sabbath or any sunset? Any sunset. Okay. So your husband has sex with you and he has to go see the pastor the next morning. So he had sex with you this morning. So then he goes and showers, does his ablution, says his prayers. And when the sun goes down, he's clean. And he'll stay clean until he's defiled by somebody or something. A woman, probably, right? Well, lots of things can defile you. A dead body, a dead animal. Um, we were laughing about dead insects. I mean, becoming... Really? So like a dead fly? 
Yeah, supposedly, if you touch a dead fly, you're defiled. I mean, the, the, it was just hysterical, some of the things that they did in the lengths that they took it to. So, But isn't, I mean, like, death is a part of life, especially with, ins I mean, come on, a fly? Uh, apparently it made you unclean. And death is, yeah, um, if you died this morning, you would have to be buried by sunset. Wow. And the trick was to not die. Like, <laughs> the, <and laughs> the, trick the is, trick was. The trick is to not die like an hour before sunset. Yeah, because that would really suck. Uh, it really did suck for a bunch of people because there were certain people that were. Were they running around with shovels? They have a backhoe. Oh my gosh. But they did have their own cemetery. All of the stones just simply said the leader's last name. You have no idea who's buried where. Um, sometimes they couldn't do the body into 24 hours because it was somebody that would be missed. And by missed, I mean, they had a job in the outside world. They still had family. Okay. But we had a lot of people that were in the country illegally and they basically stayed on the properties they were, and you know, things were gotten for them. There was really no reason for them. So if somebody like that died... They weren't going to be missed. So they were given the sunset burial before sunset. Wow. And let me guess, no autopsies, right? Of any kind. No, there was something odd going on with that too. Because our one member was hit on his way to the sanctuary. I don't know why he was going there. Hit with what? A car. Oh, okay. And another former member actually witnessed um, the one security guy drive up in his station wagon and he waited for the coroner. The coroner came, did his report. Da -da 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 -da. No, wait, is this the coroner like for the town or did you guys have your own like makeshift coroner? No. Like, was it a is, real coroner? This was a real okay. coroner that would show up at any accident scene where there's a gruesome death. Okay. Or any kind of death. Okay. Um, but the coroner logged the death, the whole nine yards, and instead of taking the body the security, the head of security and the guy he brought with him, they were allowed to put the body in the back of the station wagon. And that's one of the people that's buried in... Oh, wow. Because, no, he wouldn't be missed. He was from Mexico, had no family, the whole nine yards. So they didn't even have to... And I guess, you know, the coroner knew what was going on out there. I mean, why else would they be allowed to take the body? I don't, uh, that one still puzzles me to this day. I'm just surprised that, because there was no contact with the outside world, why would they even call a coroner? Because How he, got coroner... Hit, he got hit on the way to the sanctuary. He was on a 70 mile an hour road. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting that not everybody people... lives there. Okay, I got you. And this guy didn't drive. He rode a bicycle everywhere okay. he went. It didn't matter if it was 20 miles away. He rode... The bicycle. Okay, and he was on like a main road. That was he was on. A, oh, okay. He was on a main road, and he got clipped by a teenager that wasn't paying attention, oh, and he died, and he got stuffed into a station wagon and buried. It's rumored that there's buried. They're buried two, three deep in the same hole. Oh, I'm sure they are. I don't know. So I'm sure they are. I'm tired of talking about them and death because it, it saddens me about how many people that don't really get a proper burial or are gone and nobody's going to miss them. Or, or I was going to say, or just like the blatant disregard of a human life. Like, oh, let's just dump this person in this grave. Exactly. 
Exactly. Um, I guess that's about all I had to say about clothing and the unexpected death and everything else we <laughs> talked about. Well, and it, you were going to talk about, uh, what is it, like the holy garments, but we'll do that some other time. Yeah, we ran out of time. Because that's, that's like a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I used to, I, I used to work in the sweatshop um, making the holy garments. Um, it was all women until it was, you know, anyway. Um, we're going to pick four... Next week, what our topic is going to be. Okay, hang on here a minute. You gotta shake the Kool Aid. Hang on here a minute. Okie doke. All right. And we're gonna pull out, I've been waiting for this one. What? The after effects that still I have to deal with. Ooh, kind of like PTSD. Yes. Oh. And for me, it's continuing because my son's still there. Certain things bother me, there's certain things I can't do. And it affects everybody differently. So. Right. Oh, um, and I can imagine that just doesn't go away very quickly. Or maybe not at all. Mm, some things are easier to manage than others, but we're going to get into that next week. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. And before you guys hit the stop button, we want to tell you about another podcast. So here is a message from everyone over at Who's Your Homicide? Hey, everybody. This is Danielle. And this is Daniel. And I'm Carla, and we are Hoosier Homicide, a true crime podcast by Hoosiers for Hoosiers or for anyone that doesn't know what a Hoosier is. Wait, you don't know what it is? Um, no. Shit. I'll look it up, I promise. Urban Dictionary. Okay. (laughs) Or Wikipedia. I trust Urban Dictionary more than I trust Wikipedia. We're true crime for Indiana. Where do they find us, Carla? We are at Who's Your Homicide. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Again, that's at Who's Your Homicide. Download us on iTunes. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Get on it.